this. Anybody who knows me knows I was cocky out of the womb. <laughs> His early break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Weekday mornings from 6 to 8 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Once again, you can call or text 402-464-5685. Any questions you have for Mike Schaefer, the hour sponsored by Trek CBD, 84th and Highway 2. Schaefer has a poll question that we'll get to that in a second. Hang tight. We'll get to that. Yeah. we got to get some recruiting stuff off the bat first with, uh, with Schaefer. Yeah, quickly. Yeah. That question's um, really good yet. It is. Let's go back to this past week, Schaefer, where Nebraska fans celebrated a big get on Wednesday of Walter Rouse from Stanford, and by Saturday, he was with the Sooners of Oklahoma. Walk us through what happened there in your viewpoint. Yeah, I mean, I, I've i been asked this a few different times. I don't have, you know, I don't have any earth-shattering information or major analysis here. It was a guy who I think was tightly between several teams, chose Nebraska after uh, a long thought process that went into it, and then clearly went to bed and wasn't comfortable with his decision and obviously was still hearing from Oklahoma. And whether more NIL got involved or not, it doesn't ultimately matter. Right. He just felt like that was the place that he wanted to be, that he was going to be developed. And, you know, that that sort of made that decision. I mean, it it's unfortunate. I think that people want to subscribe to something nefarious happening there. But really, to so. me, it was just a guy who – was really closely between decisions, and we'd see this at times. Like, it's, you know, he had buyer's remorse when he chose Nebraska and ultimately ended up uh, switching to, th- to Oklahoma. I think Bill Biedenbaugh was a big part of this, the Oklahoma offensive line coach who is proven. Five- yeah, well, that's that's some of it, too. I mean, if you're if the goal was to get to the, the NFL with the best development, Right, and you look at the three schools. Nebraska's three out of three out of his, you know, top three. You've got Iowa, you got Oklahoma, and you've got Nebraska, and they just haven't, you know, Brendan Hymas is what the last drafted. No, Matt Farniak is the last drafted offensive line. Beaton Ball had a run of five straight Big Twelve offensive linemen of the year. Yeah, he's put eight or nine players in the NFL of late since 2015, 2016. And now people would say, well, yeah, that was – he would have known that, Walter Rouse. Right. have known that before. Yep. Well, my – I mean, what I've heard is that Oklahoma, after he picked Nebraska, just sold it harder and harder. And, they- and negatively recruited against Donovan, which is – that's fair game. You can do that. I mean, that's – and, and said, "Hey, why? Why would you it's go like there?" It's like the Fred Hoiberg thing. You point out the you point out the numbers. Right. It's it's negative recruiting in the sense that you're doing it for the purpose of getting the player, but right. it's not it's not untoward anyone. It's not really out of bounds. Yeah, when you point out, look, his development track record is X, and he's been a coach for all of one year, and you know that. So it it, it surprised me when Nebraska got Rouse. Like I thought that was a pretty large upset. Yeah. So when it went the other way in my head, it was kind of like, well, this is unfortunate for Nebraska fans, but it got to where, you know, I thought it might have went in the first place. There you go. Old news, pretty much. Uh, let's get to the new news, which is the poll question. You want to go to the poll question right now? Yeah, let's do it. This is fascinating. Okay. Because this can dovetail into a recruiting discussion too, Jake. Schaefer, uh, you know, does a weekly poll question when he comes in Thursdays. He has a, a grease board and puts several options up. It's been anything but from food 
to you know sports questions. Today's question he posted was this. He says, vote which running back at his peak, peak. would you want for one game? Roy Hallou, Rex Burkhead, or Amir Abdullah? You and I voted for Amir Abdullah, but I took a long time to reach that decision. It was not easy. It was like a resigned to. vote. You were like trying to find a reason to I didn't not want to, to agree with him on this one, but I did. Thank you. But you, you, you recall Roy Hallou had 307 yards against Missouri in an op, awesome game. Rex Burkhead was great, obviously, his majority of his whole career at Nebraska, and Abdullah was the same. The Miami game is what puts me over the top with Amir Abdullah because he rushed for what? 225. And didn't have a lot of room. No, he, he made it, it happen. a lot of him creating. Yeah, made um, it, he made it happen. And he, I think he he made it happen. And he just has those plays that stand out in your mind. McNeese he State. has several individual moments that I think exceed any individual moment I can come up with. If the other two players, I mean, except you did mention Ohio State two thousand eleven. That's the, the single game where I thought Rex was like the biggest difference maker in a significant Nebraska win. He was probably the felt like at times, at least on offense, Nebraska's best player. When he, they just started hammering him in the middle with those inside oh, runs. Yeah. Oh god! I mean, I I don't know. I don't. I can't remember if they were ISOs or what they were, but it just felt like he had. And you know, earlier in the year, it's kind of like you felt the torch was being passed a little bit to Amir, and Amir was going to kind of take over as his primary option. And Burkhead in that game reminded you, like, no. I'm that good. I'm that guy. Mm-hmm. And he was really good against Ohio State. The, the informative part of this discussion, and, and what is really interesting to me, and I'll, and I'll always it's, – it'll always be striking to me. You put three guys on the board. Two of them, you didn't even know if they are going to be running backs coming to college. Halu, I can remember distinctly calling – I had to write the Halu recruiting story. And I remember distinctly talking to his dad, and it was a safety. You know, he, they thought, okay, he probably is a safety linebacker. You know, no, he ended up being a running back, a really good one. Amir, undersized, corner, right? I mean, you thought maybe defensive back. And they both these guys, Jake, developed into premier running backs, not, not necessarily guys that came here like that, right. thinking that way. You didn't know for sure is what I'm getting at. And it's fascinating to me in a way that they became that good after not really – you didn't know when they came here exactly what they were going to play. Yeah, the Amir Abdullah story in particular, because that's the one that I probably know a little bit better. I mean, you're talking about joining at the same time as uh, Braylon Hurd and Aaron Green. Aaron Green. Right? And he was he was kind of the afterthought. Yes. And it's, it's he just was. Just, it's this kid that's here, and he's kind of, you know, you can see he's a little bit shifty, and he's your kick returner, and he introduced himself in a massive way with that kick return right off the bat to kind of start his career. And, um, you know, it just kept – it basically felt like he kept forcing the issue every yeah. every time. That's, he's that and way. He's that way. Braylon Hurd and, and Aaron Green had nice college careers. Amir Abdullah is significantly better. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, you know, both in terms of college and then everything that came after it. And – if you go off the recruiting rankings, you never would have guessed that. And right. Nebraska, I don't think, was anticipating that. They were just trying to get this talented kid and prevent him from going to Auburn to be a defensive back. So maybe Quentin Ives becomes that type of player. Yeah, I, I mean, Amir was still a four-star. He was still a well-known talent. If Nebraska had gotten like Kyron Jones, who ended up going to Georgia to be a defensive back, I mean, that's more in that mold of, okay. of Amir. 
Um, Quentin Ives, I mean, you're still talking about Monmouth versus Nebraska there. Like, that's that's one of those where it's either going to work and this staff is going to look really good, or in two years we're dusting off a Quentin Ives got into the transfer portal Mm. story. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that to be a jerk. It's just they're they're taking a swing on him. It's EJ Barthel thinking this is a kid that I can do something with. Yeah, I don't know if it was a – I'm trying to think back on Roy Hallou. That one I don't remember It wasn't – And Nebraska's running back situation at that time was – kind of unique like they had a bunch of bodies like he would have joined around the same time that marlon lucky was there and uh brandon jackson had just exploded because wasn't he was he at 2007 it seems like it about then yeah it was about then it was about then and you know with with roy he was a rugby player mm-hmm. it was sort of a it was an interesting it was kind of an interesting pickup you didn't know exactly where he'd play you knew but he was recruited it wasn't like quentin ives yeah um he there were other Pac-12 schools on him. It was interesting. Re- regarding next year, I'm curious. Do you, do you think it's clear at this point who running back one A is? Is, no. is, it, is it Anthony Grant? Is it? AJ I don't Allen? think it's clear. Um, I I think it'll be AJ Allen because I think one A. I think he's the most talented. But I mean, you were in the room for for EJ Barthol. He went through every running back whose name he could remember, and he made sure that he mentioned Ramirez's name almost right off the bat. And uh, you know, he had great things to say about Anthony Grant in addition to AJ. Like, it's going to be a competition. Yeah, it is. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, several guys are splitting 12 carries a game kind of thing. What I hope is that they settle on Ramir at running back and don't jack around with the receiver part. Yeah. Uh, that was a dis- I thought that was a disservice to Ramir. That's well, my- the whole season was a disservice to Ramir. I mean – from the way that he gets talked about to basically being in no man's land between two different positions. He was in rooms. no man's land, yeah. You don't uh, want to be caught to be in that. ignored largely on the depth chart. Yeah, that's a, it was a, I think it was a reminder or a lesson, depending on your point of view. Don't get caught in that situation between positions. It hardly ever works out that well. If you start hearing about a guy, well – we're going to also use him at rec- – he's a running back, but we're also going to use him at receiver, uh, red flag. Tight end, yeah, we're going to – he's a tight end, but we're also going to split him out. Uh, um, one or the other, please. Hasn't worked out well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Ramirez just didn't work out. So I hope, I hope for Ramirez's sake that, that the new running back coach comes in and says, you're, now you're in our room. You're in our room and you're not in the receiver. I don't think that's going to be an issue just I don't based either. off the way that – Marvel I don't either. talked about him yeah. right off the bat. Okay. If, if I was voting for that, I would end up probably voting for Amir because, like I said, I just have too much. Oh, back to the poll. Yeah, back in, to the poll in terms of memories, like I, one of the my favorite plays, just individual effort favorite plays, is that fourth and I think it's fourth and eight check down Northwestern um, against Northwestern, oh, yeah, where he basically to had to make move after move mm, and then extend that arm out. Somehow just, he got that first down, just marker. to get that first down that then allows for yeah. the. The Ron Kellogg to to Jordan Westerkamp, you know, moment to even happen. You're not even you don't even get that without just an incredible individual effort. Right. And then of course the McNeese State. Yeah, that the, that's the one that I always go back to because Mike, that is utter disaster for yeah. the coaching state. Staff. That was one guy basically saying we're not losing. <laughs> right, and it's utter In disaster. This moment, we're I'll not break losing all the tackles today. I have. To it is absolute happen. disaster for the program if you lose on your home field to McNeese State, and he yeah, and he prohibited it. He was single handedly. He was great in their, their one win that they have up in Michigan, uh, in Ann Arbor. I yep, mean, he was he really was. good that night. And, um, I just – and it, partly because that's – you know, I covered the team 
starting in 2009. So I've covered all of these guys. But Amir, I got like the full career arc. And it just felt like there's so many of those just big moments. Oh, those three are good, though. Man, those three are oh, good. Oh, yeah. Well, think about how we talk about them with such reverence and how they were covered when they were here versus there's not been a running back that has that level of, like, people being that excited about or that interested in. Now it's all just the quarterback. Right. All the quarterback. Now, this is where the old man weighs in on something interesting about this, too. As good as those three are, now I go back to an era where they, they were on they were on a lower tier. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm not saying like I mean they're on a lower tier than Lawrence. Phillips, they're on a lower tier than Lawrence than Green, than Amon, than uh, Rozier. Yeah. I mean they were they were on a lower tier. I mean I think they're probably they're better or comparable at least to like the Buckhalter Alexander like yes. kind of that run. Yeah, because once you yeah, you yeah, yeah, hit yeah. Amon, that's when I think you've you're done with the elite running back right. kind of like the road then you're in the very goods, mm -hmm. you know, but that there's a difference there. Mm -hmm. There is. It, there's it, a difference between Kansas and whatever band gets to be considered elite. Yeah. Sticks. <laughs> They're very similar. I'm not subscribing They're the same to that. category. <clears throat> Sticks. Kansas Pop, the exact chick, same. Chick, 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 chick. No. Popularity wise and brand name, brand name, re recognizability, Sticks is on a higher plane than Kansas. Yeah, it's kind you, of with you, the yeah. poll question, possibly. Mm, yeah, I'm talking brand power. That will not be a poll question that I do. Hey, Jake, brand power, name recognition, hits. Sticks is on a higher plane. I think they're. I think they're in the same no. plane. No, they're not. Sticks might be a little bit higher in the plane, Thank but they're you. in the exact same plane, though. Wow, you're really. Uh, it's like, it's like, talk, it's like talking about who, who's the best six and six team in, in football. You know, that's kind of what that conversation would be. Who's which one's better? They're both six and six teams. No, they're not. Seven and five. They're ten teams. win teams, Jake. Mm, I'll go eight and four. Ten. They're eight and four teams. But but was like, what are you some about? ten win teams have more name recognition, brand power than others, right? Yes. Right? They do. Yeah, well, Sticks is <laughs> they're just the same eight and four team, man. So he's calling Sticks USC, and he's calling uh, Kansas. I'm calling Sticks Auburn, and I'm calling Kansas is UCF. No, no, <laughs> I disagree. I don't. I don't subscribe. Kansas to that. State. No, UCF was a bad example. Bad example. I'm calling Sticks Auburn. Okay, stay in the same conference. Then what is what is Kansas and the SEC then? Ole Miss. Ole I'm, Miss. I'm fine with that. Sure. Yeah. They're similar. <laughs> Both respected. Seems more like South Carolina to me. Okay. Let's go okay. with that. Yeah, they're South Carolina. Yeah. Okay. I've had enough of this. Let's Auburn's on. On, a, on a higher plane. Uh, let's play the game show. Give us a call right now at 464-568. Five your chance to win a business box of bagels. Two bagels and Joe, you lost yesterday. One and two on a week. One and two in the week. Today you got Schaefer in play here. 60 and 31 is the record. Um, the topic today is NFL playoff wide receivers. I want to ask you of the teams left in the playoffs, who leads those teams in receiving? God, we should, this should be Top easy. receivers for these teams. Shouldn't this be easy, Shafe? There might be a tricky well, one. Well, the thing is, I'm there. giving you the team. You tell me the player. Ooh, I'm not, I'm not oh, saying, oh, what okay. player, what team. You know, okay, it's harder that way. Yeah, it's harder that you way. got to tell me the player. Right. 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Starts right now. Oh, this We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just 
want to yell, SHUT UP, SIPPLE! <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Sipple. Call now to play. 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. All right, 464-5685. Call the Nicktown Sip in Trivia. One and two on the week, trying to get back to 500. How do you feel about NFL playoff wide receivers? Yeah, it evolved from I felt pretty good to I feel awful. I, I, I don't. There's I don't, a lot of muddled situations in yeah. here where, I mean, I'm going to be able to give a name, but I don't know that I'm going to have a lot of confidence. He's the leading receiver. Yes, yeah. leading receiver on these teams. Well, Left in the playoffs. I haven't watched the NFL enough to. No Jefferson, he's out. No, Excuse me? No Justin Jefferson, he's out. Tyreek Hill is out of the playoffs. So these those teams are gone. Okay? If you can hear us, you're playing the game show. Who do we have today? McLean. McLean. That's a great name. Great name. All right, McLean. I right wish here. my name was McLean. Uh, first question it's goes. The third time, Sip. It's third <laughs> time you said that. Okay. <laughs> well, I I felt it every time. It's a great name. Yeah. yeah. Schaefer in play for one question for Sip. As always, McLean. First McClain. question goes to you. What wide receiver led the Eagles in receiving yards this year with one thousand four hundred and ninety-six yards? AJ Brown. AJ Brown is correct. That no, was De- one of the easier. Now Devontae Smith was just behind him by 200 right. yards. Former so, Raven AJ Brown. No, no, former Titan AJ nope. Brown. <laughs> Marquise Brown. That. Yeah, I meant that. No, I knew Titan. I, he was he was big receiver yeah. in that. Did you know that though? In that Derrick Henry offense, yeah, Derrick yeah, because he was a good downfield receiver. All right, Sip, you're down one zero. Schaefer in play. play First question. Receiver. Yeah. What wide receiver led the Jaguars in receiving yards this year with 1,108 yards? God, I mean, uh, just watched him. They got two guys with the same last name. It's a fairly good chance it's one of those guys. You know what I'm talking about? One of the Jags? Yeah, two guys with I, the same I last know exactly name. who you're talking about. Two guys with the same last name. I don't know if those guys are their leading receiver, or is it that guy that they picked up in the offseason that they paid a zillion dollars to? Um, do you want me to say his name? Do it. Christian Kirk. Yes. Christian Kirk is correct. You're going for Marvin Jones and Zay Jones, yeah. right? Yeah. Christian Kirk, they paid a lot of money. I think you're in trouble here, Sip. Yeah. I think there's some tough ones coming. Okay. Yeah, Schaefer's out, but he used him correctly. So one one time, McLean. I should have just took Christian Kirk. And you didn't him. have his name. I. It's close. I just watched I that game. How close is close? Yeah, like, what does it even Kirk mean? Kirk is four letters, and it's not even that many syllables. I mean, what? <laughs> how close were you, Kerr? <laughs> All right, Beef Kerr. McLean, for the lead, your last question. What wide receiver led the 49ers in receiving yards this year with 1,015 yards? Good question. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk yep. is I correct. Was Debo be one was of the, hurt for, I think, four yep. or five games. I thought that was going to be one of the tricky ones. Nice and job. And I think Kittle was second with some mm-hmm. almost 1,000. Okay, give it to me. All right, you're on your own, Sip. Schaefer's out. Can I guess the team that you're going to say here? Yeah. Is it the Bengals? No. Okay. It's not. All right, Sip, for the time. What wide receiver led the Cowboys in receiving yards okay. this year with 1,359 yards? This is good. We're in it. C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb is gave correct. You, he gave you an easy one. Yep. I thought he might no, get tricky on you. I don't think, I don't think Christian you. Kirk was easy, though. That's why I had to give uh, one no, easy. No, but 
I mean, it's more definitive that he's a number one than. Yeah. Okay, are we into overtime. We're in overtime. All this right. goes to you. All and four was correct. This is uh, yeah. this is good. I feel like this doesn't happen a lot. All right, Sip, you'll go first. McLean, you'll go over under Sip's number. Sip, question is: How many NFL players have over one thousand yards receiving this year? I say players because it could be tight ends also. What? How many collective players were over 1,000 yards receiving this season in the NFL? <sighs> I'll go with uh, 27. Okay. McLean, over under 27 players over 1,000 yards receiving this year. Over. My number was 26. The number... Is 22. Oh, wow. So oh. McLean will get you a bag of coffee. Thanks for calling in and what calling down the road. Yeah, thank you. I All like right. your name even better now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there good we job, go. McLean. Hey, that was a good game. Well, well played, everybody. Thank you, Jake. Yeah. Schaefer, well played. Sip, well played. Well, it was a good game. Folks. It was a well-executed game by you, Jake. Thank, thank you. you. The Bengals would have been T. Higgins, right? No. Jamar Chase. You still, still have more yards? Yeah, he missed four So that was the one where it's like I couldn't remember. And then I was like, he couldn't. Possibly is a Bills too. Giants. Is a Bills too easy? Yes. Bills would Stephon be too easy. Diggs, I didn't think though. you would use that one. I thought the Cowboys would be. too easy. I was easy. hoping you come with Diggs. Now, now the Chiefs. I could say if Kelsey. Going, but if, going, if I'm going for receiver, then who is yeah. that? Well, so I know the answer. To me, I guess you would need to make sure there's a distinction yeah. between receiver and receiving yards. Right. That's why I did all receivers. So there's no so. no problems and at all. It's not like anybody talks about Travis Kelsey's blocking a ton. So I mean, he's functionally a receiver. Okay. The answer for the Chiefs, if it was not a tight end, would be Juju Smith-Schuster at just like 940 yards. Okay. Who else is left then? Who are we missing? Uh, well, the Giants. Oh, yeah. I, wouldn't I don't know. Hodgins has come on really strong here at the yeah. end, but it's, I think it would be, be Slayton. Slayton. Darius Slayton, I believe. Darius Slayton. Um, wouldn't know that. And then I think we we did everybody. Okay, two and two on the week, so tomorrow looms large. It does. Yeah, tomorrow. And you're on your own. No, no lifeline yeah, tomorrow. And I haven't had a losing week in some time. So tomorrow's big. Those are, there's a, there's some pressure. I'll, I'll I'll get I'll make sure I get to bed early. Have you have you ditched film Fridays or is it still? Oh, film it's still Fridays? film Friday. Okay. It's still yeah, it's still a deal. Still, still a there's deal. times you've diverged. Uh no, on film Friday no. It's you know I might do movie TV shows. Yeah, some or just that's diverging. It's always some form of Hollywood. The, yeah, Hollywood TVs, movies, all that kind of stuff. Hollywood. It just doesn't have the alliterative, you know. Film Friday, yeah. You feel, yeah, you know, you know, it's, it's still all right. Film so, Friday. bottom line is, McLean took an L. It was game, but you love his name. Yeah, it was game. Schaefer helped me. Thank you for CD Lamb. You, you got CD yeah. Lamb. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for giving me the Cowboys easy one. But you, you thought you had Christian Kirk, but it was on the tip of your tongue. Uh, I saw him make big plays late in that game. On he made he made about four, three or four big catches. Late in the Chargers win. I'm pretty sure it went in, Kirk, in, in the win Zay against Jones. the Chargers. Yeah, Kirk, Zay Jones, and then Marvin Jones, yeah. probably in that order. Yeah, and Jones. When you were talking about the Jones, I thought you were just going to say Jones. And I was like, well, I don't know. Before so. let you go, Schaefer, what, call your shot right now. What is the AFC and NFC championship games following this weekend? Hmm. Who's playing? Hmm. Uh, Come on, think about it. Dig deep. I mean, it feels like the 49ers from the NFC, yep. just because they have the least amount of questions, which is. Hilarious to say about a team starting a seventh-round quarterback. Um, and then the AFC, it could be any number of Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo. 
I'm going to stick with Buffalo. I know mm. that they just got by Miami and there's all of the kind of like, oh, you know, how are they going to be able to do this when they play a team that doesn't start Skylar Thompson at quarterback and mm-hmm. things Who like played that? Well, um, he did. I mean, the Bengals were a ninety-some yard return away from really struggling yeah. with Tyler you're Huntley. Right. You're right. So the NFL is very difficult. Winning games in the NFL is difficult. I think the Bills have a great roster, and I think they're going to get it done this weekend. And I, I like them against Kansas City. So I'm going to go with the Bills, uh, 49ers, which I think. You know, that would be a really good Super Bowl. Who, who wins uh, the other game in the NFC? So, Niners beat the Giants, then? Is that the right? It- no, it'd be the Niners-Cowboys. Okay. And then it's Giants-Eagles. I kind of think the Giants are going to pull that. I kind of do, too. I think it's going to be Niners-Giants, and I think it's going to be Chiefs-Bills. Okay. I'm with you on the Giants. I think they beat I think they beat uh, the Eagles. Yeah. I'm with you. I, they would have to, they'll have to tighten things up a little bit defensively, but I, I think Jalen Hurts is in a bad spot. I mean, he looked really bad. I mean, he's banged up. Yeah. You know, a healthy Saquon Barkley is a difference maker, too. Oh, my God. He was yeah, really he's good. A, he's an animal. You haven't seen it often. This year, he's yeah. been healthy. He's an animal. Brian Dable's a hell of a coach. Yeah. Barkley, Barkley only averaged 4.4 yards a carry this year. You know, 1,300 yards is good. 4.4, I'd expect more. I think he'll keep rising. What's scary, though, is that Daniel Jones, he can run. He can run the Daniel football. Jones can he's run. Pretty You're good. Right. He, he's pretty yeah. good. He's gone from a joke to actually a pretty good quarterback. He, he doesn't run it like... The alien in Buffalo. No. But Josh he runs Allen. it pretty well. He runs yeah. it well. He's efficient. Yeah. <laughs> Schaefer, it's been fun. Thank you. We'll see you next Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. All right. That hour is sponsored by Trek CBD. The spillover with Raph and AD is next on Early Break in the Ticket.